Yesterday, I said, uh, Tanya and I were going to do 20 days of uh, paying for the services at Preborn. And I challenged you to do another uh, 20 days so we could complete 40 days, 40 nights. Money is very tight. Um, And I asked you if you could give even $5, $10. We didn't meet our goal. I'm still going to match you dollar for dollar up to 100,000 so we can have $200,000, which is 40 days and 40 nights. Would you join us in that? $2, a dollar, $5. It uh, to me it is the not the amount that you give, it is the it's the act of putting into action what you believe in. And I know you believe in life. Uh, and I don't think there's anything we can do to call down more blessings in our life than saving God's children. And that includes the moms. Preborn.com slash Glenn. Keyword baby. If you hit pound 250, keyword baby, then you can donate there. Or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. Do it now. Join me. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that you have tuned in today. Uh, I don't know if you saw the New York tree lighting at Rockefeller Center yesterday. Yeah, me neither, but I read about it, and it's in our show prep today. If you get that, it's free at glennbeck.com. Pro-Palestinian protesters swarmed the uh, tree lighting, tried to stop it. They were actually carrying swastikas. Signs with swastikas. Now, I happen to believe all swastikas are created equal. But apparently some are more equal than others because nobody seemed to care about these swastikas. Uh, yeah. Things are a little dicey all over the world, especially if you're Jewish. And our souls are at stake. Never again is now more in 60 seconds also elon musk uh as well this hour um my pillow <sighs> that moment that you get into uh into bed uh and you put your head down on the pillow if it's a comfortable pillow it makes all the difference in the world when you get out of the shower and you dry off and that towel that you have is soft and i just i don't know plush and it really dries you off and you have it wrapped around you that's the best when you need new towels my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try they're made with amazing ring spun cotton which makes them incredibly soft plush and absorbent and you can get the six-piece towel set now for an amazing introductory price as low as $29.98 with the promo code Beck. you can get the dis- uh, designer premium line for $20 more No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% in savings. And you can get it now at MyPillow.com. 
MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special squares right now. Use the promo code BECK and get 50% in savings. It's 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Okay, so we have Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner on from the IDF in uh, Israel to give us an update on on what's happening and specifically uh, on the hostage situation. Lieutenant Colonel, how are you, sir? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. First of all, how is what is the mood of the people? I've been. I've been shocked to hear, well, I shouldn't say that because this was like after 9-11 in America, how we rallied together and after we really, the once, once we started breathing again, uh, we were optimistic and united. Is that still the case in Israel? Uh, I would say we are still not breathing here. As I sit, uh, sitting in my Tel Aviv headquarters in the, in the IDF spokesperson's unit, uh, I have my television on, and everybody is glued to the television, watching as two ladies, two young women, are being released as we speak. And this is the, the latest installment of the release of hostages, those 240 so hostages that were abducted by Hamas on the 7th of October. Um, so we are still not breathing. We are still very, very, um, I'd say very, very focused. Uh, society is gathered around the need for a paradigmatical uh, a change that brings safety and security for Israel, for the south of Israel, but not only the south of Israel, everywhere around. We, we are this homicidal organization that has used the powers of government to create this weapon, this machine of terrorism, can no longer be permitted to have this power. And that's all. We have to get the hostages home, and then we have to get rid of Hamas. Can you tell me why or who decided on what prisoners were to be released by Israel? Did they ask for this specific names uh, or what? Because some of them are really nasty. Yeah, I think, you know, the, 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 the underlining um, common denominator of all of those releases that they have um, either either convicted for violent crimes or intended to conduct violent crimes. Um, you know, the, the IDF isn't, it did not or does not consider the, uh, the list is not really under our responsibility. Um, and the government, uh, with its decisions and deliberations with the other security services, makes the decision. But what we can see is, yes, indeed, some of them are nasty. Some of them, act, you know, try to blow up car bombs and, and, and stab uh, civilians and um, and yeah, huge challenge but you know, the government has made this decision in order to to bring back those that have been abducted um, uh, that are, you know, there isn't anybody that isn't, hasn't been affected by the abductions you know, myself, it's friends, it's uh, family friends, it's, it's relatives, it's, it, 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 it touches everyone and everyone in society um, okay. And this is why this is, you know, it, it may be a, a price, uh, but we always put out, put life first. And this is, this is, uh, this is the challenge with this ruthless enemy. Out of the hostages that are remaining, how many are women and children? How many are American I have, left? I don't have that current uh, breakdown. Uh, we've released 
up until uh, today, 99 women and children, uh, uh, babies, youngest of three, three, four, four and a half years old, um, eldest in their, women in their 80s, and there are still women and children that need to be released. Uh, the latest story is, of course, the story of these beautiful ginger babies, Fear and Ariel Bibas, who were abducted, um, and we've been demanding that they be brought home with their mother, Shiri. Um, this is this is uh, you know more and more devastating news coming out about hostages and and these people. But you know we are determined to bring everyone every last one of them home. It's, it's the, the the instructions that we have been given, and we we do believe that the operational pause advances the goals of the war of bringing home the hostages and dismantling Hamas. I hope so. Um, I hope you get back to business when it's. Don't listen to our administration. I don't know what our administration is doing, but I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. But please just do the right thing and uh, and make sure that the bad guys are, are all dead, quite honestly. Um, we have been trying to find out. I can get the names of hostages really from almost every country except for the United States. And, uh, you know, people were tearing down the pictures of the uh, Israeli hostages, Palestinians uh, were, and it's it's shameful. My staff wanted to, um, a couple of them wanted to take one to their synagogue, one to their church, uh, the names of people and the names of the Americans so we could pray for them. We can't, we can't get the names. Do you know who's, what? how many Americans and who they are? Um. So I'm very cautious on anything to do with the hostages, the specifics of our hostages, identities, and so on. We don't know what Hamas know they have, um, and we need to be very cautious in okay. public, publicizing and sharing information. Uh, we haven't shared any specifics about anybody, um, and I think that's a wise move at this time, and, and we need to pray for them as a collective. Right. We, need to, you know, we need to keep them in our thoughts. And and uh, and what we are doing from the military perspective is making sure that we can um, you know gather the intelligence and, and seek out uh, those that are holding them and and be prepared for the next stage of this war and taking the war to Hamas. Well, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, um, uh, I I can't thank you enough for you know your sacrifice. I, I think you were a reserve, weren't you? What what were you doing on the sixth? My my day I, I was on the sixth. I just came back from a vacation with my family in Florida. We were in you know, enjoying some uh, good sun rays, and we came back from from the U.S. and I was lying in jet lagged uh. uh, on the seventh of October, uh, very early in the morning, going through my social media at like four thirty in the morning, and then my phone started to ring. Uh, at 6.30 here, uh, my wife woke up from the ringing of the phone of the sirens of rockets being launched at us. And she said, what's going on? And I said, there are sirens, uh, rockets being fired down south. And as I said, down south, the sirens started to sound in my city, which is a suburb of Tel Aviv. So in the heart of, of wow. the country, we went down to our shelter and took my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, we went down to the shelter, and when we came up from the shelter, I saw the, the images on social media of 
Hamas paragliders coming over the fence. And I looked at my wife and said, something very different is happening today. I think they're going to call me up. And uh, she looked at me and she said, are they coming for us as well? Uh, you know, everybody feels this attack very, very personally. Uh, the assault on Israel's uh, Israeli society, it's very personal to all of us. Um, and so for me, there wasn't any a question or a doubt. The country calls a report for duty. And I, you know, I'm very proud of being today um, able to speak on behalf of the IDF and, and very proud that I have the confidence. And, and I hope that I'm worthy for the servicemen and women on the front lines. Mm. Well, um, thank you so much. And I just want you to know, uh, there are millions of Americans, millions, no matter what you see on television coming from here, the hatred on our streets is reminiscent of the 1930s and 40s. And there are millions of us that will stand in their way. We it's not going to happen again on our watch. Uh, and and uh, please convey that to everybody, that there are millions of Americans who are with you every step of the way. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Uh, we've been trying to get somebody from the IDF on for uh, uh, a while to talk about the hostages. I, I feel bad that I, I, I might have put him in a difficult situation uh, to talk about the U.S. hostages. But uh, this is something that has bothered us because we can get the names of the hostages everywhere. Okay. We can't get the names of the Americans. And... Um, we reached out and we asked the State Department, I think nicely, why are you not releasing these? Because I can get them from any other country. Why are you not releasing them? This is our letter to the State Department yesterday. Hello, I'm a producer for the nationally syndicated Glenn Beck radio program. We have not been able to find a list of the United States citizens who are being held as hostages by Hamas. The identity of hostages from other countries have been published and are easily accessible. Will you release the names or descriptions of the hostages who are United States citizens? If not, can you explain why you're unwilling or unable to release the names to the public? Our deadline for response is tomorrow morning, 8 p.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Eastern time. This is the State Department's response. Good afternoon, comma, out of respect for their privacy. No period regards State Department press. Okay, well, thanks. Was, thank you. Uh, that was a little terse. I, I don't think we, you know, deserve that. But, uh, you know, not from our own government, you know. But, uh, okay. Out of respect for their privacy. I don't think the United States government cares about people's privacy. You want to talk about privacy come on united states government come on the program we'll talk about your respect for privacy now could it be that you don't want to give any more information uh because the terrorists can use it because somebody is you know a daughter son mom you know or individual some woman who's very instrumental in whatever and they're afraid that that could cause more trouble. I understand that. And you don't have to tell us. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for either the list of the names so we could publish the names so people could pray for families by name. You know, God knows who they are, but we thought it would be nice. 
Um, but I get a response out of respect for their privacy. I somehow or another don't believe that to be true. Now, maybe because they do care about selective privacy, you know, the privacy of the Biden family. They care deeply about the privacy of the Trump family. Not so much. Privacy of your family? No. Soros family? Absolutely. Maybe it's just me. But I can't give you the names. Uh, I'd like to know, you know, what we're doing. Um, I, I don't need to know. But I don't trust this government that it is the government that has the citizens or Israel's or America's best interest at heart. It's it's an interesting calculation. I mean, you could see a scenario where yeah. if, you know, the American media latched onto one specific hostage, they become higher Easily. value and it could Easily. be a, So there it's possible there's a reason why we don't know those things, although it's odd that every other country seems to be releasing lists. Correct. So I don't know exactly what the reason is. And that be, could be because somebody is being held hostage. And that one person, they say, don't release any of them because that one person is important and we don't want to let them know who they really are. Sure. Maybe that that it is a possible yeah. and a real possibility. But you say we don't want to give anybody any information about anything because it could be used against and you make it in a general statement. So you don't you're not tipping off that there is somebody. Yeah, I mean, and plus, obviously, there's posters being put up all over yeah. the country of, yeah. of people who are missing. Um, you know, it's just a strange, it is a really just, strange situation. I, you know, normally, in a normal situation, I'd say, look, we'll give the benefit of the doubt to the, you know, the, the government and the military on this. They know more than we do. It's just hard to do that anymore. Did right? we not I, know uh, the faces of all of the people in Iran, the 282, or how many hostages were there and they were held? Yeah. 282 hostages held for 400 and some days, something like that. Yeah, and, and luckily Ben Affleck saved them, but uh, other, yeah. you know, uh, other, they would have been I didn't know he trouble. was even involved. Yeah, um, oh yeah, he but, was. Uh, I watched a documentary. Yeah. All right, all right. Let me <laughs> stop, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know what is terrifying to me is how many people that are within the sound of my voice who are right now thinking i'm gonna lose my house i may lose my house i may not have a place to go because my finances are all upside down i i worry about you i think about you i pray for you and i i would i'm, I'm glad i'm not in your situation but may i recommend something that if I were in your situation, I would consider, and that is calling American Financing. If you are all upside down with your credit cards and you own your own home, you could get a, a loan, refi your mortgage, roll all of that debt in. They can save people, and they are saving people, up like $3,000 a month. The average person is $825 a month. That gives you breathing room. Now, the downside is you're going to pay a higher interest rate on your mortgage. Okay, but you're saving $825 a month. And when the rates come down, 
you're going to be able to get a lower mortgage. They'll refi again, and so you can get a lower mortgage. But this gives you the breathing room that you need. Also, American financing takes special interests in you, especially, you know, whatever your situation is. But if you have lower credit scores and you have it, you've been turned down, they have special programs for you. And they also have a program designed and it's free just to help you raise your credit score to get you onto a, a path of uh, internal financial peace. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. So today, um, out on the Glenn Beck podcast, it's available now, episode 203, it was, it was one of the more difficult conversations I've ever had, and I offered to stop a couple of times, uh, and this brave young woman, her name is Lee Saucy, um, she was actually at the music festival in Israel. She was one of the few survivors. I talked to her, uh, what was it, yesterday, and she tells the story from the beginning and what she went through. Uh, the episode is called I covered myself with bodies. The way she and about, I think four other people in this bomb shelter that got to a shelter and then every 30 minutes for hours, another terrorist group would come in and shoot at the pile of bodies or throw a grenade in. And each time they did that, somebody else died that was hiding under a body. She survived miraculously. Her story is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is... When I... You know, we had a little kind of ease in to talk to it, and she was fine. And then I said, so tell me about that morning. Her breathing changed. Everything changed. And I said, we don't have to do this if you don't want to. She's like, no, no, it's good for me to do it. And people need to hear it. The things she went through and did that just to survive, it, it's, it's incredible what humans will do and how your mind processes situations. It is an incredible episode. Episode 203 available today only on Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to your mobile carrier, if you had to choose between great service or giving money to a company that believes in your values, which would you choose? Now that's a tough question. Now what if I said you could get the same service cheaper and the company believes in your values and is actually in the in the uh, thick of it fighting for those values. It's simple, right? Switch to Patriot Mobile. Their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That's their company's mission statements. They put their cause ahead of profits. Now, I'm proud to represent them just as a phone company because they're going to save you money. Their phone service, I... I don't carry a phone. I bought a phone 
so I would be a customer of theirs. That's how much I believe in them. Uh, my family has their phone service. You, you're going to be on the three big carriers. You're going to get exactly the same kind of coverage. Lower price, better service. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Use promo code FRIDAY76. Get the best gift for the conservative on your list. GlennBeckMerch.com and StewDoesMerch.com. All right. The House has reconvened on their weaponization of government. Uh, there are, there's testimony uh, that is out today. Uh, there is new information about this absolute insidious uh, organization that is now internal in the government, started as external, uh, and it is now a full operation with five eyes. If you don't know what five eyes is it's the intelligence agency of the five largest powers in the West, America, England, France, Australia, and either Germany or Japan, I think. Um, but it's the five major powers and their intelligence, and they share. Okay. Uh, well, now they're spying on us because our CIA and NSA can't spy on us legally. So they spy on us. We spy on them. And when I say them, our people, the citizens, and they collate all the information and they pass it to us. We pass it to them. That way, nobody's actually broken the law or their constitution. It is absolutely insidious, insidious. Um, and it's public private partnerships. Now, this is what they're testifying about. I want to hear just a little bit of what uh, Michael Schellenberger said about this. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech. The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. What's more, the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote-unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter-disinformation project to quote, stop a repeat of 2016. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, has been, at the center, been the center of gravity for much of the censorship with the National Science Foundation financing the development of censorship and disinformation tools and other federal Jeez. government agencies playing a supportive role. Emails from CISA's NGO and social media partners show that CISA created the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, in 2020, which involved the Stanford Internet Observatory and other U.S. government contractors. EIP and its successor, the Virality Project, urged Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms to censor social media posts by ordinary citizens and elected officials alike. EIP reported that they had a 75% response rate from the platforms and that 35% of the URLs that they reported were either removed, labeled, um, or throttled, or soft blocked. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, violated the First Amendment and interfered in the election, while in 2021, CISA and the White House violated the First Amendment and undermined America's response to the COVID pandemic by demanding that Facebook and Twitter 
censor content that Facebook said, that Facebook itself said was quote unquote often true, including about vaccine side effects. All of this is profoundly un-American. One's commitment to free speech means nothing if it does not extend to your political enemies. In his essential new book, Liar in a Crowded Theater, Jeff Kosef, a law professor at the United States Naval Academy, shows that the widespread view that the government can censor false speech and or speech that quote unquote causes harm is mostly wrong. The Supreme Court has allowed very few constraints on speech. For example, the test of incitement to violence remains its immediacy. I encourage Congress to defund and dismantle the government organizations involved Listen in censorship. That includes phasing out all funding for the National Science Foundation's Track F, Trust and Authenticity in Communication Systems, and its Secure and Trustworthy Cyberspace Track. I would also encourage Congress to abolish CISA in DHS. Short of taking and those steps, DHS. I would encourage significant guardrails and oversight to prevent such censorship from happening again. In particular, it's very easy to see the line in CISA. They say they're covering physical security, cybersecurity, but they added a third one, cognitive security, which is basically attempting to control the information environment and how people think about the world, including the stories that they tell. Stop. This is a new term that everyone needs to learn right now. Cognitive security. What is cognitive security? We used to call it propaganda, but that's old timey. Propaganda no longer happens the way it used to with, you know, Rosie the Riveter or whatever. That's not the way it happens now. Because of AI, algorithms, social media, and all of the information that is out on each of us that we've gladly given to our overlords at social media. Because that's out and because we now have the tools to remember when they used to say, no, it's just metadata, just big data. We don't know the individual. They know the individuals now. They know everything about you, your family, your history, your children, how you make choices, what appeals to you, what doesn't appeal to you. So now through AI, propaganda is specific to you. And it's not going to come in a Rosie the Riveter thing where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember seeing those and I felt good about America. It's going to come in little teeny pieces that your brain puts together without you knowing it. All of a sudden, you're thinking in one direction and you didn't have any idea that somebody planted that. That's cognitive security. As he said, it's our storytelling ability. It's how we make decisions. It's how we see life. It is so unbelievably insidious. This is not the loss of your liberty. It is much deeper than that. It is your loss of free will. Because you will no longer know what you decided to do and what you were shaped to do. We used to say, don't advertise cigarettes on television because, you know, it makes people smoke. Joe the Camel's going to make you smoke. 
If you're dumb enough, maybe you should smoke. If you're dumb enough, like that camel smoking a cigarette, that looks good. Oh, it's got to be healthy for me if the camel is smoking it right there by the pyramids. They've been around for a long time. If you're that dumb, smoke. Smoke 20 packs a day. Good God. However, we know advertising can be dangerous. This is fatal. And our government is pouring billions of dollars into it and all of the information is there. This is not partisan. It's not partisan. This has to be stopped. If Donald Trump were doing it, it has to be stopped. Do you remember what was his name? Robert, Dr. Robert Malone, maybe from Harvard. He was the guy that was trying to do the uh, ephemeral um, uh, tracking from Google. Do you remember when it depends on how they stack results? And so he wanted, I can't remember what it was. He wanted to raise $20, billion, $20 million for a research that could prove that Google was swaying elections. He couldn't get money. Couldn't get money from anybody. Why? Because too many in Washington don't want tracking to know they're shaping your thoughts. And he proved that you could change uh, an election just by these little tweaks in algorithms that no one would know about. You just stack things differently and you can change a voter nine out of ten times. That's why they didn't want to give him any money because they're doing it. I think this is the biggest threat to freedom out there. I think this is this is the one. This is brainwashing. And if they can get away with it, they will do it. They're already, but they will continue. And in a very short time, AI is progressing so rapidly. If we don't root all of this out of our government and all of this out of our big tech, if we don't start becoming and demanding for transparency on all fronts, we're lost. We are lost. And it could be under one dictatorship or another, but you lose your free will. You will not know until it's too late. I'm going to give you an amazing story tomorrow that will bring cognitive security to the table. Here's one example I'll give you today, but then I'll show you how it's being done today. You know how the FBI will infiltrate these groups, the Whitmer case up in Michigan or January 6th, and they have operatives. And those operatives are supposed to be in and infiltrate so they can see what's happening and warn and arrest before anything uh, before anything happens. But the FBI, we now know, is actively engaged and they are setting people up. Uh, back in the Bush era, uh, the left really cared about it because it was happening to uh, Islamic uh, people, people who believed in in Muhammad. And 
I said at the time, it was wrong. You can't go in and then offer guns and help hatch a plan and everything else and then arrest the people. You were part of it. You can't do that. That's old style cognitive security. Go in, convince people to do something and then arrest them. I'm going to show you that very story that just happened online. Uh, And it is horrifying and destroyed this group, destroyed them. They were in the right. Cognitive security was in the wrong. Tomorrow, at this time, I'll tell you that story, and I will show you how bad it's going to be before the election if this committee doesn't stop it right now. Stu wants to talk to you about Genucel. I sure do, Glenn. It's Christmas time. It's the holidays, and you're going to be meeting with all sorts of people that most of them you like, probably. You know, some of them maybe you don't like so much, uh, but you'd like to look good in front of them either way, and you can look years younger with Genucel, the best in skincare. From now until Christmas, Genucel's most popular package is better than 70% off at Genucel.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best in skincare in the world. And you can uh, see those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and even the sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with Genucel's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Plus, they have all sorts of stuff included. You can get this now for the holidays. Don't wait. These deals are going to be around forever. Visit Genucel.com slash Beck now and enter my special code Beck for an additional 10% off your entire order. The uh, order today is going to be instantly upgraded to free express shipping. It's genucel.com slash Beck, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. We have to spend more time on... uh on Elon Musk um, today, because there's a lot out of this interview he did on CNBC um, that I think is is really important to cover. We'll we'll do that next hour. Uh, also, uh, a continuation from last night's TV show. If you missed the Wednesday night special, boy, you missed a lot. Uh, I had an interview with a woman from uh, the air marshal system. Did you know that our air marshals are not on planes right now? Did you know that? Do you notice? that planes have to be grounded uh then the police have to come on board and take these people they're fighting they're doing weird things on planes right all the time where are air marshals i didn't even think about that where are our air marshals wait until you hear what this administration has done that's next hour uh so in about uh 15 minutes from now Uh, let me finish a conversation from last hour with Stu on elon musk Because last hour you were saying, you know, he's a genius, but he may not be a business genius. Right. I think you look at his history and and you see this pattern repeated over and over again. He makes a lot of bad, arguably bad business decisions. Uh, Some of his companies have been immensely successful, sometimes 
because people didn't listen to him so early on in his career, but later, later, later on, because he was able to walk through a lot of decisions that were highly questionable business wise to get to a goal that he cared about so much. Okay, so I think that uh, a I would uh, I he might have made mistakes when he was younger and other businesses, but I think he's learned from those mistakes. These seem to be. Um, you know, Tesla is a very good example of that. SpaceX is another great example of that. But uh, everything you need to know about Elon Musk, I think, can be brought back to the name of his car company, Tesla. Why did he pick Tesla? In America, if you want to talk about electricity, you pick Edison. There's a reason I believe he picked Tesla. Edison, l- let me just describe Edison r- quickly. He was a bully. He was double dealing. He was a liar. He exploited the workers. He exploited everybody. He uh, tried to put everyone uh, out of business, not fairly, in any way he could. He would use Wall Street. He would use powerful, you know, millionaires or billionaires today. Um, He would use the government and he'd destroy you. Okay? You were either for him or you would die. Tesla, on the other hand, Nikolai Tesla, he was somebody who just believed in a few things and wanted to change the world. He couldn't fight the monster that was Edison, and he was driven insane and everything else. However, Tesla won. In the end, Tesla won, and his biggest win was when he found somebody else that didn't care. And that that person was the guy who invented the air brake for trains and saved hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives. His name was Westinghouse. Elon needs Westinghouse. The Glenn Beck Program.